Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Today I am with Jennifer Tempest. She is a fantasy author, and we're here to hear all about your book. Perfect. I would love to talk about it and share it with everyone. Great. So the title is The Cardinal War. Do you want to jump in and tell us everything about it? Sure. Um, so essentially the plot uh, takes place in the empire of Frithiel, so a world I've created, specifically in the city of Mordale, where the emperor passes away with no known heirs. So the four surrounding manors uh, fight to put their children on the throne. And the story follows one of the messengers of the emperor, Dethi, as well as a young thief named Eileen and kind of covers their world um, and they're perceptive of the world as they get plunged into the political intrigue and Eileen gets thrust into the noble side of it and has to learn how to world, work in that world. And it just kind of follows their friendship and they're in the changing world of Mordale and Frithiel. Fun. Are these young adult characters or adult characters? Uh, they are uh, 22 for Eileen and I believe 24, 25 for Dethi. Okay, so <laughs> new adult adult ages of characters. Yeah. And are we in contemporary society or are we, it sounds like it may be in a past or maybe, I guess the question is more, what technology do they have? Yeah, so it is definitely in the past. Um, I kind of liken it to medieval-ish times, just in the sense that they have, it's more like taverns and those sort of buildings with, um, and I do talk about lanterns rather than uh, electronic lighting. Okay. And are all the characters humans or do we have some fantasy characters mixed in? So all of them are technically humans, but they all have wings. So that makes them very not human. <laughs> Well, I'm going to call them fairies because fairies are my favorite type of fantasy character right now. <laughs> but you don't have to call them fairies. So. Yeah, I never call them fairies in, in the story. They are just um, kind of act as normal humans would, just with some, some of the ability to fly and some pretty much act completely normal um, as humans would just with wings. So they have to kind of adapt. And are there other types of characters in their world or are they the only characters in their world? Um, uh, they're pretty much the only characters. Um, I do talk about in some of the future books some of the di differences between wing colors and why they're different wing colors but other than that they're still just different people growing up in different climates and different cities. Neat. Okay I'm, I'm intrigued by the wing color thing now you have to <laughs> tell me all about that if it's not too much of a spoiler. No, um, it's just more uh, the climate affects it quite a bit. So in Mordale, we get more of the mixed colors because it is kind of northwest of the region. Um, so you get kind of darker colors, blacks, grays, some whites, gray uh, mixes of those, and a little bit of brown. 
But when we go farther south, that's when all the brown colors come out more so. They're pretty much all light brown, dark brown, golden, um, some white in there, just because of the hotter climate. And that's how it's changed that. And then my next story is going to be in strong water, which is on the east. And that one primarily you get kind of silvers, silver whites, grays, and a little bit of black mixed in. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so I write fairy stories and my fairies do have colors based on where they are regionally in the world and what the climate is, as well as their position in their society. Like the farmers have more brown colored wings and the soldiers tend to have more blacks or grays. Um, if they're from Africa, they have they have more vibrant color skin as well as wings and things like that. So nice, pretty cool. Yeah, and, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, and so the cardinal vow does it focus on one manner? Then it sounds like. Yeah, so the cardinal war focuses on the central manor as a whole, um, just because that's where Dethy lives and that's where the emperor passed away, and so a lot of the news travels back and forth from there. Um, it does they do travel to the other manors. The only other one that's kind of addressed is the South Manor, um, just because they're a little bit more connected to some of the uh, nobles growing up there. And that's where we find Eileen and her minstrel group end up meeting Dethy. So that's kind of where the worlds meet together. So there's a little bit of the South Manor in there as well. Interesting. And then you said your second book is about the East Manor. Do you bring in different characters or is it the same characters continuing? So it's actually um, not even the East Manor, it's the East side of the world. So it's, uh, they have two manors in that one, um, which are actually named uh, Lakeside and Cliffside Manor, at least so far. And let, I haven't thought about changing them, so I assume they'll stay that way. <laughs> um, but they will be new characters. Um, there is one character that will be in both that I won't spoil, but uh, it, mostly new characters with a little bit of reoccurring. Fine. And how did you get into writing? So I started writing pretty much, I think when I was eight is the first like prominent time I remember because my grade three teacher at the time got us to write these like coiled books that we did short stories, um, some nonfiction as well. Like I think I wrote about alligators, but uh, mostly they were short stories and both mine were fantasy. Uh, one was about a leprechaun solving crimes mm -hmm. and one was a cat, a cat that changed colors. So ever since then, I think I just kind of stuck with that world. <laughs> and do you read fantasy as well? Yes, fantasy is my preferred genre. I will, if someone tells me to read a book, then I'll most likely read it um, just based on recommendation. Uh, historical fiction is my other genre that I'll go to as well. Interesting. And do you feel like you have any influences from certain authors that led you to write your story? Or it was just kind um, of like a mix? I kind of have a mix from different worlds, I'd say. Uh, there's not really one author that, there's certainly more authors that I read more often, um, and I might take bits and pieces from everyone. There was one book that had, uh, their characters had wings on them as well, and so I, I definitely spurred the Cardinal War a little bit. Um, otherwise, I get, we, I did Dungeons and Dragons campaign with my boyfriend, so some of the setting comes from that as well. Oh, fun. Yeah, I took a Dungeons and Dragons, like one of their evil characters from there, because my sons play that. And I was like, hey, tell me about one of your evil characters that I can sneak into my novel. Nice. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't dove into too much of that yet. They tried to get me to play one time, and it was so confusing to me, I gave up. <laughs> yeah, you really just got to go for it and uh, not... 
think about too much because it's just your imagination really and what you want to create. I don't think I could be a dungeon master though and create the world as much as I am an author. <laughs> I That's like interesting because I I kind of relate those two together. Like you're creating a storyline. Um, so I think I, it's the improv side of it where it's if the my people doing my campaign go off left wing, then I have to either reel them in or change my course. So mm -hmm. I would just have to pick up that skill, I think. Oh, okay. Interesting, yeah, because one of my sons is always the DM, and yeah, and I don't know why it's him, but I just kind of thought it was a creative role, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely a creative role for sure, and I actually got asked that recently if I would DM, but I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to create a world, and my boyfriend's better at it, so I'm just let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> so name your favorite authors to read. Uh, Mercedes Lackey is my all-time favorite author. Um, my shelf to my left is I have like three full rows of just Mercedes Lackey books. Uh, <laughs> and then I also really like Naomi Novik and um, Kristen Britton are two recent ones, all fantasy. Um, those are probably my top three authors for sure. Nice. But I've also been coming up with this, this program or this journey I'm on. I've been finding new authors that I really enjoy. So that's been nice because I found uh, JMD Reed and Connie Reed. So both of them are really good newer books that I read. I'll have to look those up. Yeah, that is one of my favorite parts about doing these podcasts. I meet so many different authors and all their books sound good. And I'm like, okay, I'm buying this and buying this. My, yeah. My to be read list is like multiple. I mean, it was large before, but now it's it's multiplying by the day, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the one for Connie Reed, she, I got her first book for free on ebook and uh, she provided for me. And then I was like, okay, hey, I'm buying the rest of your books now because <laughs> I need to read the rest of this world. <laughs> that tends to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, and they're both fantasy as well. So that helps too. <laughs> what do you want your readers to experience or take away when they're reading your book? I just want them to get like sucked into the world and kind of be able to forget about um, what's going on maybe in their life or with COVID and uh, all that stuff, just be in there in this world that I've created and just enjoy everything that um, I really get meet the characters, uh, maybe want to learn more about them and just get take away maybe Eileen goes through a lot of personal growth throughout it, as does Dorothy, but uh, Eileen especially and just kind of relate that to themselves and see the growth they can uh, have. And is it written through one character's point of view or is it a third person? A uh, third person, um, okay. but it, is, it covers both Dethys and Eileen's. Neat. And do you have a plan for the series? So it's not going to be a series in that it's um, direct sequels. Um, I have like the one I'm writing right now isn't a direct sequel other than it takes place in the same world with one of the same characters, um, but it is kind of its own creation and I am creating it so you could read them in either order okay. uh, although publishing order is always I think good for <laughs> in terms of this one does take place after it but I do have a tentative plan for a third book that will be a direct sequel to the one I'm writing now that they go back to Moordale so there might be some more interaction between characters and mixing of the worlds and stuff like that. Oh, fun. Yeah, a little bit of crossover there. So yeah, I've tons everybody of intrigued <laughs> with the world, right? Yeah, I love world building. So and the creating of characters as well. Neat. Is, what is your favorite part of being an author or writing? 
I think just being able to take my like what's in my head and sharing it with everyone else and getting them to in, either enjoy it or follow along with the ride and um, it's really interesting talking to people that have read it and hearing their points of view on it or what they liked and what I can even expand upon in future and just I like seeing that feedback and just watching people enjoy what I created that's been really exciting. What do you have like a most surprising thing someone said that just was like, whoa, where did they get that? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily most surprising, but I do have some small little um, not kind of Easter egg things or small details that I didn't know people would pick up on. And um, some people have. So that was really interesting to see. Um, they were kind of maybe an Easter egg for a later book that I might write and elaborate on that one detail kind of thing. But uh, it was good just with my boyfriend, especially we had like a two hour conversation about my book of like every detail. So that was some of that was interesting to see what he took from it and how he uh, how he interpreted different things in the story. That's cool. Kudos to him, because yeah. <laughs> I cannot give I haven't read one book. And then the one that I thought he would like the most I gave to him. It's a dystopian sci fi type and he's a science fiction reader um, and he was like no they changed names you lost me when they changed names I'm like they had to go underground they had to change names dude this is like typical sci-fi you can't <laughs> roll with it like he's like no I had to stop I'm like ah yeah I know it was good he he finished the book um but he did of course tell me like critiques and but he also split it into what are his critiques about like the genre as a whole which isn't necessarily anything I can change, right? Um, but also critique specific to mine, which was nice. So I can work on it in future books and just make the world better. So that was really good. That's really helpful to have someone to like give you that feedback. Mm -hmm. And not just, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you, you feel like it, what fantasy genre would you put it in then? Do you put it in epic fantasy, you think? Or... I would say it's low magic in a lot of ways because there is just the wings. So I don't know if I'd go as far as putting an epic. Um, it is a young adult fantasy book um, just because of the kind of the character tropes and just the coming of ageness of it and that sort of thing. But uh, it is fairly low magic other than the, the ceremony with the wings and flying and that, that sort of thing. I'm intrigued. Can you tell me more about the ceremony? Or is that Not too much, um, just because there is, I briefly talked about in the Cardinal War that it is quite a secretive ceremony. Um, and I do go into it in more of my next one, why it's so secretive. And I do, I potentially a book, because I actually named the uh, group that does the ceremony in the second book. And I might delve into them even further in a later one. But essentially, very few people know about the ceremony and very few people are even involved in the ceremony. Fine, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> And low magic, maybe I haven't heard that term before. Tell yeah, me. I guess it's probably a Dungeons and Dragons kind of campaign term because uh, my boyfriend runs low magic. So more it means, in, to my mind at least, that there's not, um, there's not really mages and wizards and a lot of that sort of thing going on. There's not dragons, um, at least not yet, because I do love dragons. So maybe I'll find a way to throw them in. <laughs> But uh, other than the flight, um, there's not really magical objects, it's everyday objects. So that's just kind of why I classified as kind of lower magic. Um, whereas I see epic fantasies either to be very strong in adventure or very strong in like high magic. Okay. 
that makes sense. And epic fantasy usually have lots of different types of fantasy characters. And yeah, you're right. Action, wars, things like that. involved, that sort of thing, yeah. Nice. Well, it sounds like you've created a wonderful world that our readers will love to dive into. Tell us where they can find you. So I'm, uh, you can find my website, um, jennifertempestbooks.com. Um, you can find where to buy the books on Amazon and Indigo online and Barnes and Nobles online. Shows all the links there. Also shows some blogs I write every month, which is just a little extra. Some are about me, some are about the world. Um, just try and give a little extra funness to it before I write another book <laughs> or finish the other book. Um, also on there, you'll find my Instagram, uh, Goodreads and Facebook. Um, Goodreads is just Jennifer Tempest. Instagram is Tempest Jennifer and Facebook is Jennifer Tempest author. <laughs> Tried to keep it kind of the same. <laughs> awesome, what is your favorite social media? Um, I use Facebook just for, I follow a lot of like animal rescues and stuff. So I find that an easy way to follow events and create events for non-COVID. I'm very much an event planner, okay. um, plan murder mysteries. I plan board games, escape rooms, everything. So that's a very easy way to create a group. Um, Instagram is nice for seeing photos of things and tracking books and like the bookstagram accounts and stuff like that fun okay I have to ha know what type of pet you have now <laughs> uh I have uh Jerry is my cat <laughs> okay yeah he's not in the room sadly but he's uh, a large cat and uh yeah I got him from a uh, rescue here so I follow that rescue as well as one I'd volunteered with previously nice yeah, I got him at age five so he's six Aww. now yeah I think we adopted our cat I think he was supposed to be two or three when we adopted him. So, um, yeah, he's nicer than he was when we first got him. <laughs> he's a black cat, so he has everything that the black cat stigma brings with it. <laughs> yeah, I was a big orange cat, so he's a big teddy bear. Other than he, he did grow up outside, so he does play a little rough sometimes, but he's a big softie, really. <laughs> does he have claws? Yes. Okay. We do cut them fairly often just so he doesn't attack us too badly, <laughs> but he does only have like uh, one fang and only a few teeth because all Aww. of them were fractured when he uh, came in Aww. and he has frostbitten ears as well. So I was going to say, he sounds like he has a scrappy past. Yeah. I think he must have lived at, in a house at some point because he's so well-mannered with like litter box. He sits for treats. He's very well-mannered in the house. So I think he might've had a home at some point, but for at least a couple of years, he was outdoors, so. Neat. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for talking with us today about your book, The Cardinal War, and you'll have another one coming pretty soon, it sounds like, and yeah. we'll be sure to follow you. Perfect. Thank you so much for the chance to talk about it. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Tricia Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.